Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today we are going to talk about Trump versus some members of the Federalist Society. That's not a sentence I ever thought I would say. Um, if you are not familiar with this particular organization, they're conservative, like super conservative. Um, but some of their members, who are apparently constitutional scholars, have made the case and put out an argument determining that Trump can't be, run for, become basically anything to do with being president again. And they are relying on the 14th Amendment, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, to make this argument. Now, there are two stories combined in this. One is the argument itself, which is unique. Um, and it's not, it's not as wild as some people are kind of making it out to be. And then the other is something that we have talked about on the channel as something that was going to happen. And this is kind of it happening in a super high-profile way. Okay, so we'll talk about the argument first. What are they saying? To sum it up, they're saying that Section 3 is self-executing, operating as an immediate disqualification from office without the need for additional action by Congress. It can and should be enforced by every official, state or federal, who judges qualifications. It makes sense. Now, if you don't know, Section 3 basically prohibits anybody who engaged in or gave aid and comfort to an insurrection or rebellion. That's what it does. It prohibits them from holding certain offices. Okay. Uh, and the argument says that Trump falls into this, and the only way that he could actually run for office again, uh, be qualified to run for office again, would be is uh, two-thirds of Congress gave him amnesty for his actions related to January 6th. Okay, basically what they're saying by saying it's self-executing, they're saying it's like a 30-year-old who decides to run for president. They're disqualified because the Constitution says you have to be 35. No further action needs to be taken. The election officials look at the age and say, nope, <laughs> you're not 35. You can't run. Congress doesn't need to get involved in this, right? It makes sense. The thing is, being 35, that's pretty objective. That is a, that's, that's a fact. That's something you either are 35 or older, or you're not. Now, they say that uh, it is unquestionably fair to say that Trump engaged in the January 6th insurrection through both his actions and his inaction. Okay, I know what I believe, and I know what I would say, I don't know, 85% of the people watching this channel believe in regards to that. And they would definitely say that that is a fair characterization of what occurred. Okay. But if you accept this argument just wholly, if you totally accept the argument being presented, that means that state officials, 
maybe even local officials, get to determine what counts as aid and comfort to an insurrection or rebellion with no real check on it because it's self-executing. They just determine that on their own. That seems, uh, that seems like a really bad idea. <laughs> uh, I want you to picture an official in Texas saying that, you know, Biden didn't secure the border. Obviously, giving aid and comfort to that insurrection coming across our border every day. He can't run. He can't hold office. He won't be on the ballot. That's not a slippery slope. That's just applying it to a different scenario. Something that many people would say would be unquestionably fair. Particularly when it gets to the part about inaction. I have issues with it. Um, I don't necessarily agree with its sense or disagree with its sentiment and what it's trying to say. I think that there are issues with with the argument itself when it comes to just well, it's self-executing. It is, but this is something where there has to be a, a there has to be a finding of fact. This isn't like. You know, are you a natural-born citizen, yes or no, or are you 35 or older? This is a little bit different. So I'm not sure that accepting this argument wholly is a great idea. Now, what's the other part of the story? We have talked for, I don't know, a month or two, about how you're about to start seeing a whole bunch of conservative organizations and people distance themselves from Trump. Yeah, I'm going to say this counts. <laughs> um, again, I don't believe that this was actually put out by the Federalist Society, but this is their members. And this is an incredibly influential organization. And I do think that this may be, it may be another step so you have so you have a little bit more cover as politicians start to distance themselves from the twice impeached thrice indicted former president um there are enough republicans now who not necessarily on moral or ideological grounds or principle or anything like that, but just from a political standpoint, they realize that former President Trump is uh, not a winning brand. Can't be trusted to be a winning brand. So they're going to want to distance themselves. This definitely provides a little bit of cover for that. Now, I don't know that that's the reason it was put out, but... Whether that was the intention or not, it's certainly going to be used that way. So you have the two stories. You have the argument itself, which is sound and interesting, and it makes sense. But there's definitely some some pitfalls to accepting that argument just as it's written. This is how it's going to be done. Um, and then you have the story about yet another incredibly conservative group, or at least members of that group, saying that, well, Trump's not our guy. Anyway, it's just a thought. 
Y'all have a good day.